Welcome to the Generational Ethics Broadcast Show, an outreach of IOM America and the Identity Matters Worldview Institute. Our objective is to provide short media bites with a Christ is Life worldview. Our topic today is Socialist Play God. From my perspective in my studies of culture, Socialists tend to do things to get things. Socialism is a populist economic, religious, and political system based on group public ownership of the means of advancing world peace. Those means include the use of methodologies of the church, family, the workplace, and of course politics. Usually, if not always, the decisions are made by the government. It is certain that this is the primary reason for socialists pushing for government control over religious, economic, and social justice. The system as a whole is based on human rights. Communism and socialism are umbrella terms referring to the people of those beliefs each opposing capitalism. Socialists are strong advocates for self-government, self-management, self-interpretation, and, believe it or not, self as God. Their ideologies existed long before the Communist Manifesto, propagated by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. Actually, It is a system of self-rule established by God's enemy, and that's none other than Satan. Hi, my name is Dr. Stephen Finney, and I will be your speaker today. My primary objective is to equip individuals through the believer's identity in Christ, all based on the message of identification with Christ in his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. It's my passion to deliver this message to a worldwide audience by making use of the internet, live presentations, writings, podcasting, online coursework, and through the effective use of media. At a younger age, I noticed that people were drawn to me for help even though I was in this nasty habit of playing God to do much of my ministering. Honestly, I must admit I was teaching others to adhere to a socialist platform. A lot of that was a result of me being in the hippie movement, where each of us continually and consistently tried to push for a socialist type of government system. But after I got converted to Jesus Christ, a lot of the residue left behind by this old socialist belief crept into my people-helping skills. And later I had to come to the blunt reality that I was actually teaching others to adhere to a socialist platform. I knew without a question that I needed to embrace the rhyme and the reason as to why I put a focus on Christians functioning like us old hippies. It didn't matter if the person was in the middle of a divorce, struggling with sins, anger, or other fleshly modalities. 
My only goal was to help them become more communal in their beliefs while accepting our depraved ideologies of problems being the consequences of capitalism. Little did I realize that, at the time anyway, I was teaching others to refute the monarchy system and the role and the position of Christ himself. As I began to mature a bit in my role as a minister, I realized that most people helpers practice the same nasty habit. What was this social-driven pastor to do? Me? After God revealed this method of madness as an act of a thief, I found my starting place. I immediately began studying the Word of God in light of the human bent towards stealing Christ's responsibilities and destroying his system of monarchy. Before we get into this any any deeper, we need to understand something. There's three primary methods or systems to government. One is socialism, which is what we are addressing today. And two is capitalism. And three is monarchy. Now, monarchy is traditionally what you would see in the governments where you have a king or a queen and you have the government who has to answer to the king or queen. Very few monarchies exist today in any country unless it is more of a uh, showcase for that particular country. Capitalism is a very simple system of causing success and prosperity for the individuals who are profiting personal income or advancing their corporate bottom line. When we try to take a look at a crisis life worldview in the three systems, we have to answer the question, would Christ join more of a socialist system, a capitalist system, or a monarchy system? Monarchy, remembering, is a king leading, and capitalism is we the people, and socialism is a claim as we the people, but they push for big government. So those are three systems, and we're not really here to break down all the political aspects of these systems. We are wanting today to apply the Christ as life worldview. Christ himself would not only work to fit into a monarch system here on earth, he is the monarch system. So what that creates is this constant agitation of Christ on or in this world today in systems that do not support monarchy. And that's where our crisis of belief begins to either implode or explode. So we, before we get started on our Revelation series, in many of the postings and the videos and short classes that we are putting online, we need to remember the original sin. Contrary to popular Christian belief, it was not Adam and Eve eating from the tree of knowledge that was the first sin. 
The original sin was committed by Lucifer attempting to steal the throne seat of the living God. He wanted to convert the system of government from monarchy to that of socialism or dictatorship or big government. Of course, ultimately, in his little plan, he would become this dictator that would literally rule the entire world. So there's our core. This is where it all started. Satan knew that it would be impossible to control heaven and later the earth without converting the system of rule. And this definitely explains his drive to empower his demons and later humans to think each has self-power to manage their own lives and their environment. Remembering he didn't want to be like God, he wanted to be God. Since socialism advocates being your own God, this became his primary deception behind his failed impeachment of God. As irony would have it, God allowed Satan's method of madness to literally play out on earth. You know, playing God has devastating ramifications. Even though there are more and more humans attempting to be God, the vast majority function under the modality of being like God. It is my belief that those who stake a claim as God, they become an immediate threat to Satan. That's his objective. Since this is Satan's primary goal, I believe he will deal with people who try to be God or take Satan's place rather adversely. But since this is the primary goal for this enemy, those who work to be like God are not only a non-threat to Satan, he implores it, he encourages it. It works seamlessly within a communist-style governmenting system. Playing God is simply mankind functioning as a replica of God. It is an ideology people use to maintain self-control of, well, self, politics, others, and yes, even God. The term playing God is so harshly distinctive, it helps believers understand and identify the core problem in all areas of their life. In fact, I believe that if a believer doesn't understand this truth, they will continue in a lifelong pattern of paralleling a socialist mentality within their views of God. The root definition of man functioning as a replicator of God is nothing short of a believer walking after their own flesh. If not saved, it's in their flesh. If they are saved and born again and have the indwelling Holy Spirit, it's walking after their flesh. At first, they covertly believe their flesh is their guiding force or God. Many times after they mature in this ideation, they oftentimes shift into believing cautiously that they are their flesh. Thus, they are like God. I call this paralleling the Godhead, meaning since they are the God of their own destiny, 
they might as well control all of life as a god. This act is what birthed the most dangerous sin throughout all eternity, which is what I'm calling the original sin. This is that horrid act of attempting to steal the role and position of God while functioning under the lie that they are changing God's method of governance. As ironic as that seems. Satan may be a liar, but he's not stupid. He knows if he can get mankind to remain trapped by his original sin, their consequences would be the same as his. And he's right. Each will go straight to hell, which is the place he's going. For those who have had a born-again experience, Satan uses the flesh to maintain disobedience to God by way of resisting the indwelling Holy Spirit, who never, by the way, defies the system of monarchy. And Satan does this with the hope of the believer renouncing the Spirit of God. Believe it or not, this happens every day, in every country, all day long. The word calls it the great apostasy, or falling away. Yes, irrevocably, I believe we are in the period of the great apostasy. One of the greatest ironies regarding the flesh is it can be deceptively pleasant, and it's what I call pretty flesh. Flesh that is pretty or flesh that is ugly is self-imposed reaction to submitting to the indwelling life of Christ. If the person is unsaved, their, their war is in repenting and confessing that Jesus is God and receiving the Holy Spirit into their lives will literally change all of that and cause a willingness to function under his system of monarchy. Intuitively, they know that the old nature, God replicator, must be put to death and made powerless before Christ takes his position as God in their innermost being. Consequently, this is an act that only a faithful few are willing to do, particularly in our pluralistic society. Speaking of pretty flesh, those of us who practice this deceptive act of Christianity work diligently to practice the truths of Christ in us while continuing to walk after the flesh without knowing the air of doing so. In my mind, this is the most deceptive place Satan can shift a believer to live. Always learning, but never able to come to the full knowledge of truth. Since the majority of the body of Christ has no clue what the flesh is, they are ignorant about how to combat it. This is the exact reason why I make use of the term playing God. It is an easy concept to help people understand the law of the flesh. With that, we can reveal the importance of Christ walking out his own system of governance, law of the Spirit, through us by releasing the Holy Spirit to do so. What is the true and honest motive in converting monarchy to socialism? Well, if God was to be God of our life, 
culture, and nation, then we need to know what he says about Christ's renewal of the mind. His goal has never been to change society or a world. His goal has been predestined to change the people. Simply put, we need to learn the root meaning of transforming others through Christ, which is found in Colossians 3.17. Most of the Lord's workers in our post-truth culture devote their lives to sharing the gospel, let's put that in quotes, to gain a paycheck. This erroneous belief in ministerial outreach is nothing short of lukewarm. If we ministers have expectations of a return outside of God receiving the blessing, we suffer with the modality of a lukewarm faith. Worse yet, it becomes a covert confession of using the gospel, Jesus, to prosper. This is where the prosperity gospel was born. Both socialists and capitalists are guilty of this. Socialists do to get, capitalists do to prosper, while monarchists do to advance a king. This one single factor is what separates an external helper from that of an internal. Obviously, a monarchy system is the most selfless. And I believe there's a scripture that says, whatever you do, do as unto the Lord. That's the whole principle of monarchy, is everything we do is to advance the king of kings. This stark realization is everyone, categorically everyone, without question, is guilty of playing God. It is the most common and deceptive problem in all of Christendom particularly in the church. It is the complete reason why we have wars, rumors of wars, arguments, and conflicts in our daily living. People, saved or not, feast on the power that comes with playing God. That's a fax. It's addictive. Well, it provides a false sense of control. i got a question for you. Can you think of anything that can breed more self-life comfort outside of having control over your own destiny? I mean, if you really break it down to a basic question for mankind, it probably would come to the single question of how can I control my own destiny? Those who covertly or overtly believe that they have self-governed control are under the worst kind of deception. Overt control freaks are usually the ones blamed for this demise. But the reality is, even pretty flesh, sedated believers are guilty of this illusion. Without question, and in my professional view, I believe silence is the greatest form of control. This is obviously the meaning behind Jesus saying, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything above and beyond this is of evil. That's Matthew 5.37. People that live or dwell in the zone of indecisive complacency as a church, culture, nation, or individual 
are simply playing with evil, which is what we're calling today playing God. The most elementary leaders know that people of the yes are easy to manage and people of the no are easy to discipline. They further understand that people who are not quick to give a yes or no are completely unmanageable and destructive to the overall goals of the leader. This might be the best way to describe our culture today. Whichever the case, when any of us play God, we are attempting to fix the fix that God has fixed on us to stop us from fixing ourselves and others. Fast fixes are not the solution. It only breeds more problems and conflicts, which result in a wider gap of separation with the indwelling life. Working to make our environment, church, or nation to be more comfortable in order to live a self-focused life is not only erroneous, but it also borders on a system of socialism. I remember the day when I woke up to the reality that I was covertly converting others to socialism by methods practiced in the church. I was beyond embarrassed. I became enraged. This single revelation shifted my placid mission to helping others to that of being a Christ-as-life worldview teacher. No more playing God. That day not only shifted my paradigm, but it also infected and affected my view of many of the things stated in the book of Revelation. You know, as long as the flesh remains in my mortal body, I will have this false socialistic God rising up against the spirit the monarch spirit that lives within me. Playing God is not only evil, but it is also the one thing that reminds me of the beast, the false prophet, the Antichrist, who feasts off of my socialistic self-life. That's nasty. One of my more sobering revelations I've had to date is... Revelation chapter 17, verse 17. It's easy to remember because it's 1717. For God has put it in their hearts to execute His purpose by having a common purpose and by giving their kingdom to the beast until the words of God will be fulfilled. That's socialism, folks. This common purpose that Christ himself is allowing to be released and done here on earth, he's going to come and put things back under monarchy someday. That's certainly something to think about. Thank you for listening and supporting this channel. To learn more about the Identity Matters Worldview Institute, hey, check out www.worldviewinstitute.center For more videos and to support our channel, visit www.iomamerica.org Until next time.